welcome back to the Comic Corner. I'm your host, as usual, Team Up, and I'm joined by Dad. Good evening. And we're here to talk about Kingdom Come this week. Ooh, ah. It's actually really pretty awesome. But before we get into all that, Dad, was there anything cool you read this week? Yeah, um, actually. I caught up on the Empire series, uh, the new thing that's going on with Marvel right now. But like, it's also going on alongside the Age of Khonshu, which is going on in the Avengers. So like, I don't know how those are lining up, but like all the Moon Knight stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's finished yet. I read that one of the issues a couple a week or two ago. I don't think they finished it, but I'm, I'm curious. There are a couple things that line up. Um, especially actually within the new run of the X-Men. Remember that genocide I told you about with Beast? Yeah. Well, um, all the weird plant matter that like caused that, there's something very similar, some very similar events take place within the Empire run. Yes, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if that's going to be how this new villain, because I don't want to give too much away. There's a beautiful red herring. Like I was, I loved it. The twist that came along and, um, I'm curious if that's how they're going to bring that, bring it to earth. Because that's like, I, I was looking at the run for empire. This is a huge fucking run. Oh yeah. It's a, it's like the crossover for It's like their summer crossover. Yeah. It's their big year event. Like war of the yeah. realms was last year. Yep. But yeah, this is, it's huge. Um, uh, there is a weird, I, I read the, um, what is it? It's called Lords of empire. And it's like the Hulkling story, how he became the emperor of like the Kree Skrull emperor. Mm-hmm. And like they're they're at a gate club, I think on Krakoa. And there's like a DJ dressed with the Professor X helmet, but he's got like a rainbow sticker and like a smiley face. Like so, I don't know if that's like a weird mutant version of um, you know uh, who's uh, who's that asshole who wears the mouse head. Oh, Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse. I can't. Oh, I'm so upset. I didn't remember his name. But yeah, uh, so there's like some fun stuff going on there. Um, you're really adding into, really playing into rather, the idea of, you know, bringing back the X Men to like being a story about the you know gay, lesbian, LGBTQ plus uh, society, like the neighborhood, you know, about all oh, of yeah. them and about their plight. Like, they're really playing with that. I mean, everybody's talked about it. It's even talked about in the jokes in Marvel continuity right now is that, like, the X-Men are just having weird orgies on Krakoa and nobody knows what's going on. Like, I've, I have read that joke in, I think, in the Savage Avengers. They're like, yo, dude, I don't know what the X-Men have been up to, but, like, it's weird. And, like, that's it. Then they move along. Yeah, because, like, we don't have time to really talk about it. Uh, yeah. And uh, well, that, that was kind of the big stuff, stuff from Empire. I'm looking forward to the X of Swords because I'm a, you know, tarot card nerd, and I love Apocalypse, and we're going to fucking meet Apocalypse's first horseman. These original horsemen? The original four horsemen will appear during the X of Swords event. So I'm very excited. It looks like they're all essentially, uh, like, what the Egyptian gods were based on. Like, I'm pretty sure there's an Anubis-looking person. There's someone who looks like Bastet. Yeah, that makes total sense. I'm not Bast, but, you know. That's, Yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be my that X Men run is gonna be mighty interesting, and I'm really curious to see where this Empire run goes. And then, what about you? What do you read anything this week? I've been reading like I mean I'm reading Flash. I uh, caught up on that. I love the Flash, so that's a fun fun run because right now 
uh, Thawne is ga- is like gathered his own like reverse Flash family. It's just the rogues and Grodd and attacking all aspects of Barry's life at the same time. Classic Thawne. Yeah, it's a very classic storyline, but it's done very well. Uh, Josh Williamson, who's writing the Flash right now, is awesome. And because it's, I, it's just this is just like a filler arc. Because like something's got to get set up in this arc because the last major arc of the Flash, he had to go and find Thawne and ask for his help because Thawne was the only person who had taken down the big bad that he was trying to deal with at the time. And Thawne did, and he helped him take him out and then proceeded to snap Godspeed's neck, laugh, and say, this is just the beginning. I've planned for everything, and then run off into the Speed Force. Huh. And you're just like, and Barry's just like, what? What is happening? What is going on? I, um, I saw a really depressing panel featuring Thawne where it was Barry just calling him out. And it was like, why are you doing this? You've ruined everything. You always take everything. And then it cuts to Thon with this really defeated, awful look on his face. And he's like, it's the only way you'd hang out with me. Yeah. Is that like his MO? He just yes. wants to be, he's that obsessed with Barry? Yeah. It, well, it's the, uh, the rejection that he has faced because of Barry over and over again. Because he just wants to be as good as his hero but his hero is constantly rejecting him. And there's like a, a thing where they, they do work to like for the first time they meet or that Thawne meets Barry, not the first time that Barry meets Thawne. They like do work together. And then Barry basically is like, no, you're, you're unhinged. Like you're not a good person. Huh. And that drives Thawne to be like, well then fuck you. Changes his costume yellow. I'm going to ruin the rest of your life. But uh, let's let's talk Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. Mark Wade, Alex Ross. Uh, let's let's talk about these guys. So Mark Wade is co-creator of the whole thing. He was the writer. Other than Kingdom Come, he had a he had a lot. He had a pretty good Flash run um, that I have read part of. He did Fifty Two, which was great. He wrote Age of Apocalypse. That was like one of his first thing that he ever did for Marvel Comics was Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a pretty good thing to put on your resume, you know? That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, he also wrote Go- uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Some read that one. That's the uh, Victorian England one, right? Yeah. Or like yeah. the steampunk, whatever. Yep. Steampunk one. And they developed the concept of hypertime for uh, the DC Universe. Try to uh, explain away some of that pesky continuity errors, you know? Uh, they certainly are pesky, and who would have thought that the hypertime and all this GOG stuff would become even more complicated? Oh, we're going to get there. Yep. But yeah, he's a, he's a great writer who's had a very long career. Yeah, and then you got Alex Ross, writer and an artist. Uh, he's, you know his art when you see it because it looks like beautiful, like Norman Rockwell watercolor paintings. Almost, it's uh, it's beautiful, but because it's so ridiculous, he is usually he only works on like big stuff or covers because he just takes so long to do the artwork for comics that he doesn't get to do weeklies, which is hilarious to me. He's like, all right, you're fucking so good, but you take so goddamn long. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've never really read into his stuff. Let's get into the real stuff. Let's talk about the book. Uh, I guess, what are your thoughts on it? We'll start off right there. I mean, it was good. It was good. And like I mentioned in our uh, little pre-meet, this is definitely just like golden age, silver age writers yell at clouds because they don't like the way comics are going. This is five issues of comic writers being like, everybody's too muscly. Everybody's got powers. I don't like cable. I think it's more, yeah, guys who grew up reading those things are now. Because they're now the writers. Yeah, and they're, they're like the old 50. school guys versus like the Rob Leefields of the world who are probably in their 20s and 30s when this is all happening. Yes. They're just, they're just getting their careers off the ground. So right. Like, well, what if we do this? Yeah, creating new stock, new characters, new things that, I mean, we all know, the Rob Leefield style took over. Yeah. Absolutely took over. Yep. And, and like, was... I, I want to say in a good way, but... I mean, that's up for debate. Right. What did you think? Just looking at that cover, what did, where did you think this was going to go? Who the fuck are half these people? That was my first thought. Yeah. Well, I guess which cover are you looking at? Are you looking at the one where... Issue uh, one, Kingdom Come. Like the original cover. Okay. There, there's, uh, there's the specter. And you're like, okay, that dude's got horns. That dude's got horns. He's got a bone face. There's a fucking minotaur. Is that the, uh, there's the one dude who looks like the jester from uh, the Injustice Society, or no, the, the crime syndicate world. That that alternate Earth where it's like Ultraman right. and uh, Owlman. I'm trying to pull up a, a big picture of it so I can. So most so like of... Su- Superman's kind of there? I'm assuming that's Superman? Most of... Yeah, because you got most of this. these characters... Oh, because so these are the new characters. Yeah. Like the new generation of heroes. That's why you don't know any of them. Exactly. That's why Jakeem, my first thought was... Jakeem is the only one that I know. Uh, he's the kid with like the lightning eyes. That's like the back cover of that issue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Jakeem Thunderbolt. He's like... Uh, he's in the Justice Society. Yeah, I know Magog because... Yeah, you, you know. got him. And then I know that the Minotaur's name is Manatar. That's all yeah. I know about and he, him. Yeah, because he does play a weird role in this. Yeah, like issue four, issue five, he kind of shows up, but then just disappears again. Yep. Oh, that beautiful, like, eagle fighting a bat as that first page. I mean, that is the, the constant battle in DC. It's Batman versus Superman. We were just talking about it. Uh, the but so here's the th- so on your whole point of like, well, it's just you know, golden and silver age writers yelling at these new age like these the edgier you know, what what do they call it this part in wrestling, the attitude era yeah, yeah. the attitude era the attitude era of comic books they I just the fact that Wesley Dodds dies is like how they open the whole book, he's the he's the original like Sandman part of the Justice Society with. You know, Alan Scott and Jay Garrick and all those guys. So the fact that they open it with him dying is like real nail on the head for what they're like. Yeah, the, like the characters that we love are die are dead. And this is a new world, and it's dark, and nobody looks the same. They're old. We're old, but we gotta make it work. 
Yeah, like I, I will say for some of these character designs, like I hate the way they made the Flash. Like he's Wally hate... West, but also Jay Garrick, but also the Speed Force. Yeah. It, do they call him Wally in this? I forget if they had said Wally or Barry. I think he's referred to like as Wallace. Okay. It's yeah, it's very strange. But yeah. And honestly, I uh, I read the first issue. There's also a quick little shout out to Under the Hood by Hollis Mason. I don't know if you caught yes, that. Yes, I did. That was I, lovely. Well, I was gonna say I've got a whole list of stuff from this issue because this issue like kept on giving in the first like couple of pages. Are you kidding me? Yeah, my, the one the no Olympics, no Nobel prizes, no more human achievement line that they talk about in this. Uh, yeah, I think it's on the third or fourth page yeah for hours he'd bemoan the passing of things like the olympic games and nobel prizes yeah sometimes he'd ambush complete strangers and ask them how much they missed the concept of human achievement yeah like yeah and there's even like in the same scene as the hollis mason uh thing book is the last ever world series ball 2002 yep that's just you just can't have sporting events no, because they're they're all over the place. Uh, where is page nineteen? Because my notes just say a lot of shit. Oh, uh, I think it's this one. I want uh, the I'll have an American way on white for a sandwich. It's it's a restaurant scene. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to speak to the manager. Tell Booster Gold that Bay is here to see him. So B and B. Sorry. It's like so B Arthur, we, dude. Yes. Uh, she looks vaguely like uh, a character that dates Booster Gold when Justice League International. Uh, fire. And like, obviously Booster Gold would be the manager of this restaurant. Exactly. Which, all right, so to, to set the scene here, they're at a restaurant that is themed like the Justice League. So everybody's dressed, uh, all the wait staff is Planet dressed in Krypton costumes. Yes, Planet story. Krypton. Instead of, uh, you know, Planet, Planet Hollywood. Hollywood. So they've got someone dresses the Green Lantern, Supergirl. Batman's costume is in like it's like the Adam West costume yep. is in like a nice little capsule. You've Robin got the, is the there. awful Aquaman. Yeah. And then uh but, yeah. but like someone's run off with the handcuff arrow again. Like what? Why does Aquaman need the handcuff arrow? Uh, and then you do get to see a, a quick thing with the flash when he runs by him in the next page. There's also uh, Well no, that's that's for when he's talking about uh because of isn't that what he's? Uh, yeah, he he's was spending his. He only spends his time going the perimeter of the city. Yes, um, but it. So when he's outside walking, a couple pages later, it shows like a big screen underneath, like over uh, some symbols, um, and it says like cranes or whatever, and it's got like it's Jimmy Olsen as a turtle is on the screen is is like the scene that's up on the screen, which is. Yeah, it's the funniest shit. That's Jimmy Olsen, but I don't understand what is going on there. So, uh, like, early, early Superman stuff, Jimmy Olsen would just, like, he had a, a his own series called, like, Superman's Pal, Jimmy Olsen. I, I do remember, I've seen that, yeah. He'd just get into hijinks, and, like, sometimes, like, there were issues, like, one of the most famous storylines is he gets turned into a giant turtle monster. And like wreaks havoc on the city, and that's what that is. Oh, is that what that is? That's what it, it's like. Yeah, it's like a Godzilla story, but it's Jimmy Olsen as a giant turtle, with like a weird like Scooby Doo feel to it. it yeah, uh, and then the the movie sign or the what's that called underneath it? The marquee. Yeah, 
Stephen Darnell uh, the in the Ultimate Career movie. Oh, the Ultimate Career move. Oh, sorry, sorry. But either way, like, it's is a that- good. Um, I want to say like, cause Steve Dill, uh, so Steve Dillon's the guy who left to do preacher. All right. So maybe that's a, maybe that's an Easter egg. Maybe it's not. Stephen Darnell's a writer. Oh, he's a DC writer. I don't know. My internet's not loading. Also looks like. He created Uncle Sam for Vertigo. Maybe because that's actually uh, yeah because uh, with the dynamic paint with dynamic painted art by Alex Ross, Uncle Sam is a story of a star-spangled vagrant guided by the voices in his own head and his own fractured memories. Yeah, so he has really, worked. I like really want to read that now because every comic I've read with Uncle Sam in it is the weirdest thing. Because he's just like the spirit of America. Yeah. And the more patriotic you are and the freer you are, the stronger he gets. And it's usually, he's usually an Earth X um, character. Earth X is the one where the, the Nazis won World War II yep. and took over the world. So, like, he goes like toe to toe with like uh, the. Uh, a few, in a, uh, a few. I just read a comic called Freedom Fighters. It's a 12 issue miniseries they just did. And he fights uh, Cyborg Uberman at one point. And it is ridiculous. Yeah, this, this whole thing just seems outrageous. Yeah, yeah. We're, maybe we might have to do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the Turtle Jimmy. Um, oh, and then later in it, uh, when they talk about how everyone retired and like left and what they talked to, you know, when the, the Justice League left. Yep. This is way back, way down. Um, the shots of them all going places, it, like Supergirl goes to the Legion, Power Girl, excuse me, goes to the Legion of Superheroes. That's weird. Um, but before we get there, I want to talk about Oh, that actually just reminded me of my least favorite part of this entire comic book, Supergirl. It's the It's the very end when they're in that fucking restaurant and they're like, oh, I'll have the Power Girl sandwich. And it's like, oh, what's the cut? Breast. They're like, oh, God, like, come on. Yeah. Like, I get it. The Power Girl costume is pretty notorious. But like, that is, that's just, that's just lazy writing. Yep. At least when like Harley Quinn in her series like really really took it to Power Girl it was one of those it was like basically they just made Harley it gave Harley Quinn like the biggest crush slash like hard on for Power Girl who she called PG the whole uh whole like story arc that she's in. It was it was a very strange take up of that character. Who I haven't seen in anything really other than that in probably ten years. Because Power Girl is technically she's like the evil version of Supergirl, right? No, she's an alternate universe. Like, so she after Supergirl died, 
in one of the crises. One of her alternate Earth counterparts gets, you know, is in, ends up in the main universe and becomes the new Supergirl. And then when time gets rewritten again, then there can't, like, so Kara comes back and there can't be two Supergirls. So one of, she just becomes Power Girl. Gotcha. Something along those lines. It's, you know, who keeps it straight anymore? But, like the specter let's let's get into that why do you think they chose to view the whole thing through a preacher's eye i'd keep up with the revelation theme i mean you know the the big talk of the seven um i mean it's just it's just like it's a perfect bookend for it you have to go through the biblical eyes you know and if you're going to do it through the specter who was an agent of god like big g god they even call it out he was tapped by big g i think is what boston brand says yep um, that like what better way to tell it it's got to go through mortal eyes it's got to go with someone who would in fact believe the specter might be an angel even though I think it's kind of been proven otherwise no he is he's the um well he's like the angel of death isn't he he's like well that's what they, that's what Brian says but he's the spirit like he's the god's uh vengeance he's the yeah. angel of vengeance yeah he's like the angel they sent uh the tenth plague you know yeah he killed all those kids in Egypt yes that was the specter I think there's actually a comic where he admits that that's him because the Spectres, and they even touch on it in He's this. DC's Ghost Rider? Yes. Uh, they even touch on it in, in the brand stuff. Man, we just got to get to that scene because there's so much to unpack from that scene. But um, when Boston talks about it, she's like, yeah, he like used to be, like he, used to, he like was a cop at one point uh, and then he was like a superhero for a while. I'm not really like, sure what's going on anymore. He's like, yeah, he was pretty chill. And then, um, I don't know. I think he lost his head. It's like the old Dr. Manhattan treatment, you know? You spend yeah. too much time away from humanity, you lose your humanity. Right. Humanity. Yeah. But that um, was but, why the ending with him was good. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. But to kind of continue on, so we've got this, the story building up here, all the context is that, um, as you mentioned, the majority of the superheroes that we know, your Flash, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, et cetera, et cetera, have retired due to... Uh, the rising up of a new generation of heroes who have become, shall we say, a bit more militant. And in that, I mean, they have no regard for human life and certainly don't give a shit about bystanders. Yeah, yeah. And something happens. I'd have loved to see if they did this. But um, the, the, big, the big dude in all of this is Magog, who we're, we'll, we'll continue to talk about throughout all of this. And at one point, he, like, he challenges Superman to a fight. Yep. And Superman just goes piss off and leaves. And then that was like the last time our quote unquote golden age heroes were around. Well, so uh, it does touch on it later. Like it all happens because he's the Joker. Superman. Yeah. The Joker does some shit. Magog kills the Joker. All right. Let's, let's rewind this though, because it's really important what the Joker does. The Joker gasses the entire daily planet building, kills the staff and kills Lois. Right. Because that he keeps talking. One woman died and one woman Lois Lane died in that. Mm-hmm. So then Superman, as you were saying, apprehends the Joker, is bringing him in, and Magog essentially goes, yo, fuck this noise, and then just blasts a hole through him. They then put Magog on trial. Magog gets acquitted, and the majority of Americans agree with him. So mm-hmm. Superman essentially does the whole piss-off move. Yeah, so then he, well, virtual Kansas. Virtual Kansas. He also drops the name Clark. He only goes by Cal. 
So yes. he's completely cut himself off from humanity. Like that's because a huge they've humanity has point. failed him. They've turned their back on him. Yes. Yes. Which reminds me of the last time we talked about somebody turning their backs or killing Superman. Lois Lane was the one who went around murdering everybody. I mean, so this it's funny enough with this because it almost could go because that's what happens at the beginning of uh, Injustice. Yeah, no, you can see like this, the inspiration, where it comes from. Uh, like Injustice, I think they said came out of this and there's one other storyline that I think Injustice touches on. But like, yeah, you can definitely see the impact and the ripples. Oh, no, this was one of the biggest, like, this was, like, one of the greatest things that DC, like, one of the most influential pieces of Elseworlds tales that DC ever released, to the point where it was after this, I believe, that they officially created the Elseworlds label, or shortly before this. I will say, the one thing that always kind of gets me in this story Superman's um, ponytail. No, because this was right after like mullet Superman was like a big thing in the comics. No, I know. It's still just weird seeing him with a tied back ponytail. Oh, I wish. I wish that he wore that all the time. Um, but the thing that always gets me is the, is the relationship that they build between Wonder Woman and Superman in this. Oh, I'm, I'm so pro Bruce Diana as opposed to Clark and Diana. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's why the Brave and the Bold Batman Wonder Woman series they did a couple years ago was so awesome. Dude, uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. They touch on that all the time. Yep. Well, that's where it started, I think, was on that show. And then it, it got brought into the comics. But also, there's another big one in the Tom King run where he goes with Diana for like on a mission and they like almost kiss and she's like, no. And he actually, I think he might say no. Like I love Selena or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's some weird stuff. Also, uh, I forget which, which, uh, what dark Knight his name was the fallen. Which one? The Batman who kills Wonder Woman and puts on Ares' oh, armor. The Destroyer. The or, des- no. no. The, Re- the Relentless? The Merciless. The Merciless. The Relentless. That would, Oh, man, that was such a good... Yeah. So it's a, there's a whole thing for it. But in this, they go with, you know, which the New 52 definitely stole from. Also, uh, I do like that he made... Diana look like um, Linda, was it Linda Carter? Yes. Like she looks just like her. Yeah, she does. But again, to point out in the 90s, the only thing she's wearing is something covering the front of her crotch. Mm-hmm. She's all hips and thighs. Oh, yeah. I want to get through this because the next big thing that they talk about is Wonder Woman shows up. She's trying to get him back. Yep. Onto the scene to get Superman back. Uh, and she's like, you got to see the news. And Magog is in a fight with Parasite, one of Superman's oldest, greatest enemies. One of my favorite Superman enemies, actually. And he looks so, like, ghoulish. Just like a human without his skin, almost. Very muscular, like, sinewy. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of uh, of meat. You can see all the fibers in him. 
Um, but the fact that he cuts open Captain Adam and causes like the middle of America to just become a nuclear wasteland is terrifyingly real. And I don't know why it's never brought up in like comics more often. Like huge collateral damages like this. Oh yeah. The only thing I can think of that's even close to this as far as scale goes and the way it affected a story is um the Connecticut incident in Civil War from Marvel. The New Warriors incident, that's what it is. Oh, okay. You're talking about comics. I'm talking about the movie for a second. No, comics, yeah. Civil War comics. Because like yeah, even like when Gotham gets like separated from the mainland and no man's land and like gets cut off and the government like abandons it as a city, that's still the stakes aren't as real as they are in this comic. Yep. You can feel them. But yeah, he comes back. The way they drew Hawkman is weird as fuck. Oh, yo, he is straight Hawk. Man. Yeah, they really go on the Egyptian thing. I like how he's an eco-terrorist. Yes, yes, he is. I mean, he makes sense. Uh, I think this is one of my favorite depictions of Green Lantern. Like, he's wearing almost the parallax armor, too, which makes it that, that much more terrifying. Was this pre-parallax? Post. I think... Ooh. I was going to say, is this when... Has Hal Jordan become the Spectre yet? That's a fun run. That's a weird run, but yeah, it is. I think this is pre. I don't think he's the spe- I don't think he becomes the Spectre yet. Yeah. But yeah, it's the the armor that they've got him. The character designs in this, some of them are really cool and others are fucking atrocious. What's your least favorite outside of the Flash? Um Batman's exoskeleton. Yeah, I I can understand that. Hawkman's face. Hawkman, I think, might be my favorite design. I'm still unsure about it. The dude with the barbed wire wrapped around his forearm is insane. Yeah, like, I love, and I know the 90s were all whacked out because of their character designs, but, like, they really leaned into it in this. Ugh. All right, we're going to we're going to we're going to issue two. Let's look at this. Let's co- look at this cover. This is yeah, all the because by the way, this the, is only four issues. Yeah, uh, this is full of characters that you should recognize. And holy Power Girl boobs! Oh, yep, yep. There it is. See, like I told you, the breast is the cut. Yep. But like, all uh, right. So like, let's look at this. You've got is that they called her Lydia Free, Scott Free, and Big Varda's daughter. Well, Scott Free's in this, right? Isn't he the one standing yes. right behind Superman? Uh, yes, that is him. I always forget him without the mask on. Yeah, I I didn't realize that he had a face. I thought that that just was his face. No, it's a it's a it's whole a mask? mask thing. Oh, yeah. all right, yeah, because he's the one. Scott Free is the the High the Father's son. Yes, the High Father's son who was given to Darkseid to be raised by Darkseid. Right, because well, Orion... Darkseid is Orion's child that was given a high father to be raised. Orion was Darkseid's child given to, yeah. Yeah. Um, who both show up. 
because there's a lot of talk of generational stuff going on in this comic. That's the, yeah, that's the whole thing. That's, oh. that's one of the big themes. Actually, the main theme is the shifting of generations. Right. Although this first page, and I saw the, uh, the Seven Angels, which stood before God, and it's just the fire with all of them. They're like, it's like shadows in it. Yep. That's so... Uh, we yeah, had then like it cuts right to all like the madness with the new superheroes, the America Mando. Yeah, and I'm gonna just, kill all the immigrants. They're just cleaning up, like just cleaning house. And some of these depictions of the immigrants remind me of our dear friend H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, this yeah, that first one where they're shooting fire and ice lasers. Yeah, yeah. When America Mando is going on and being like, "Get on out of my country." Yeah. And you well as you go on too, it doesn't get much better. No, because then other people fight, and they're like, "We love America too." Yeah, and I was talking also the characters of everything. Oh yeah, it's just not good. No, it's the nineties. Yep. But yeah, this exoskeleton for Bruce is just it like it's too clunky for Batman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like well, I mean, if if they're really running with the like. You look at all of the stuff, like, it's not very advanced technology. It's all pretty analog. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, not. He's, it's certainly not the Batman that we know. Right, because I think he says Bane and Riddler, or Bane and Two-Face. No, Two Bane Face. and Two-Face blew up the manor. Yeah, he goes, what happened? Bane and Two-Face happened. I just love that he keeps calling him Clark, and, like, he, he just keeps fucking with him. Yeah. That's the, that, that's actually a really good twist too, as we'll we'll find out later. Uh, their fight, like, because their fight throughout this, like, their argument throughout all of this is very. It makes sense, but you could. It almost feels like it's Bruce just goading Superman on as often as possible. Oh, one hundred percent. This is definitely Bruce, like, at his most dickish with Superman. Yes, just playing him like a fiddle throughout the whole thing. Which, let's be real, again, the big blue Boy Scout, not that hard to play. Uh, spe- no, especially because, like, immediately afterwards, you've got, what is it, Ollie and... Uh, Ollie, Ted, and Dina. Yeah, Dinah. Whatever. Right. Ted Cord, Oliver Queen. Oh, guys. And then you, it shows like the next generation of characters up on that screen, which is nice. The one, the fact that they show like a, a version of Aztec on there is pretty cool. You got I don't know who, what you're so talking about. Bottom, the bottom right corner. Next to the weird green rat. Yeah, which is Beast Boy. That green rat is definitely oh. Beast Boy. Uh, next one is a character called Aztec. Like, look at like it's a it's a character that was created with the best of intentions, but at the same time is like horrifically off base. Nice with what it should be. You know, you're just like, oh, this is kind of racist. Who's, is that supposed to be Damien above Beast Boy? So Damien, this is like way. Sorry. Damien wasn't created for like another ten to fifteen, years, ten years after. But like this, this you know, was Damien. Right. They, they call him like Ibn something. Yeah, it's uh, Ibn um, something. Z- uh, z- something Ibn Zufash. Yes, uh, but no, that's not him. I feel like that's got to be like a, a Merlin or something, like a Malcolm Merlin. 
stop. Uh, and so, like, did they make um, the boxer Wildcat like actually a cat? Yes, they did. All right. Which really, I'm really is, sensing a trend here. Well, that's what happens with uh, Wildcat, his son, like in the comics. Oh, really? Like, he's yeah, he's like like an actual like Panther man. Gotcha. Because magic. Yep. Well, it's you know to your point with Superman and Batman. Uh, this line from uh, the preacher says everything. So were they ever friends, Superman and Batman? The way they bicker, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. We were like, no, they just like they get along. The fact that they've got Starman as you grow, go down, you see they're talking about how they, how they grow the ranks of the Justice League. Right. Like Starman is such a weird character to have there because he's technically from the future. Well, like that's definitely Starfire next to. Yes. Yes. Superman, right? And yeah, who's looks like she's just wearing something. Again, she has all thighs and hips. I think it's the entire side of her body. I don't Yeah, she's not she she's only covered the front of her body and her knees and elbows. Which you go, right. safety first, I get it. Yeah, exactly. But watching Batman throw uh his his like throw in with Lu- with Luther is just so predictably like predictably sad because you're like it has to happen for a good batman versus superman story right but i don't want it to happen and then you you get introduced to selena and uh edward nigma which is yeah again like i said they're such a weird couple and then this dude just shaving luther during the meeting like that is some power flex i mean you know who that no, is. No, as soon as he smiles, yeah. you know exactly who it is. Yep. Like they are not they're like trying to be subtle about it. Like with that great like the crimson chin from fairly odd parents, like just strong chin. Well, then the the, the panel red before coat. they even bold marvelous. Yeah. Also I've got that... the most marvelous anti Superman plan. Isn't that right, boy? Yep. I do also that those three panels are the most Lex Luthor thing possible. Like the, he will not touch me. He will not. And it's like, he's almost going to stroke out just getting so angry over Superman. They also kind of turned him into the Kingpin. Yes. Cause he definitely, yeah. In a weird way. Yeah, they did. He didn't uh, Lex doesn't age well in this. No. Well, you want to know who really doesn't age well. Next page. Left corner, Lobo. I saw that and was like, Uh, are you shitting me? It looks like Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses. It's beautiful. But like, how does that even happen if he's supposed to have uh, like the regeneration and stuff? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Cause story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And then Uh, like Superman gives like the pep talk, like you boys shouldn't be drinking. You should be doing your homework. Yeah. Right. Comes in and shoots everything. The human bomb blowing up that girl, uh, when he like gives her like a lighter or something or oh it's a pull my finger joke oh my god yeah dude she pulls his finger and then explodes because that's how the human bomb works anything he touches explodes that's why wears that suit uh yeah superman just blowing stuff up always a good time blowing up booze superman doesn't like the booze no booze and hey it's the first time you see dead man is in the scene Dude, this like emerald conference table is so terrifying. Yeah, that's Freddy as King Marvel and Mary. Yeah, I see them now. 
Yeah, like everything. Adam is Strange in- and his daughter. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely oh. Adam Smasher. And there was Star a Fire. rainbow round the throne in sight like unto an emerald. <sighs> Terrifying. Who would have thought that Revelation was actually just predicting DC? Yeah, right. You know? And then Arthur. they go... And then our heroes go straight imperialism and America conquers the world. Yeah. I mean... To, and it just like keep pushing the whole like you are a world leader thing to Clark is so ridiculous. Aquaman refusing to play fun. I wish we could have seen Aquaman's like sidekick or something, but yeah, we'll it doesn't surprise me though. Yeah. Also, we all know that uh, Arsenal would never keep wearing this red arrow, this speedy jump, this speedy outfit that he's got on. Probably not, but like I feel like. Also, this depiction of him looks so similar to Oliver Queen. Like, Just red. Yeah, like, why did they give him the mustache and the goatee a la Oliver Queen? Because like, it's his hero. I, I get it, but, like, wouldn't you grow out of it? Uh, He's, Ollie like, Shirtill 60. Didn't. Yeah, I guess. Oh, oh no, and then we get to my favorite scene. I would say our, yeah, our favorite, our whole scene. Magog, like, trying to... Trying to do good. A house, Yeah. He's even, it's like, he's literally sounds like an over, oh, like a child carrying something. Just be like, yep. easy, easy, don't drop it. Fuck, 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 fuck. Mm-hmm. And then he just blows it up. He's just, just like a child. Yeah. Player. Yep, because he breaks. The fact that he never left after the incident is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it, it, I think it really helps you build into where his mind is, which yeah, you see like four pages later, four pages yeah, later. But, he's broken. Oh, he is absolutely like, the fact that they took this, and this is where they explain what happened with uh, between he and uh, Superman. It shows Joker fucking gassing out the Daily Planet. It shows Magog killing the Joker, and it, and it that glorious fucking ponytail shows. Yeah, I say that he's got that ponytail the whole time. And uh, yeah, then essentially challenges to him, challenges him to a fight, and he takes off. And now Magog's like, "All right, now we can finally fucking do this. Let's fight." Wonder Woman straight out of like a, a junior high parking lot, stopping all the kids from getting in the way. And what does Magog do? He takes off his fucking helmet and drops to his knees. Well, they initially fight. Well, no, he does. He shoots him. He shoots him with the thing. And then when it's like, um, but th- this is, I think the real crux. Cause he of asked him like, he, yeah, he says, you must be proud. Cause like, this is what I represent. And he shows the waistline. He's like, you must be proud, 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 goddamn you, shoots him. Everyone's shocked. And then it's just like, proud of being the man of tomorrow. And then just, when he takes it off, like the fact that he's like, just wispy hair, like, 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 whatever armor he's wearing is eating, is sucking his life. I I think that's also playing into, so, like, like I I made the joke earlier, they should have just named Magog Schmabel because he is just Cable from the Marvel Universe. So no, I he's think Cable and Shatterstar. Yeah, he's Cable and Shatterstar. Like he's got the pants of Shatterstar, the upper body of Cable, and then the eyes of Cable and Shatterstar. But I yeah. think they're playing into the idea that like Cable has that techno organic virus, so that shit's just like growing around him. Which so they kind of get into that. So because they never really explain Magog in this, but there no. is something with him later on. Yeah, that shows time like his travel shenanigans. Story. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's Gog with the time travel shenanigans. Magog is a U.S. Marine who gets like stabbed by some crystal in Baghdad, 
and eventually gets these powers. The Gog shit is all the stupid time travel stuff. But like, I, 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 I just read the Magog special where it explains his origin story. Okay. The Gog stuff is super dumb, which is what we were talking about earlier where yeah. like he kills I, Superman like six times, then goes back in time and then goes forward in time and then goes back again and then gets yeah. retconned four times. Yeah. But this, well, I think the, these panels are the best part of the, the comic because it breaks down the idea of the new generation. Like what happens? It's uh, a theme that's brought up all the time, like Greek mythology. It's like the it's the cycle. The father usurps the son, and that's. Are you proud? He's a proud, uh, proud of what? You know, oh, what the fuck is it? You must be proud. God damn you. you! It's your fault. The world changed, but you didn't. So yeah. they, the people of the world, chose me. He had to be the man to kill the man of tomorrow. Yeah. And like th think they chose like, the man who would kill over the man who wouldn't, and now they're dead. Right, so he had to be the man to kill the man of tomorrow to become the man of tomorrow, and to yeah. like to wear that burden. Like you can see it, which mm -hmm. is why I mean Alex Ross's artwork really shines through here because you can see the guilt when he says a million ghosts punish me, lock me away, kill me, just make the ghosts go away, and like he, he's just like head down. Everybody's towering over. Like it's it's. You I can think see that's it. also where Superman breaks. That's where he starts to be like, oh, fuck, I think we don't Yeah, because he literally says, we are at war. And then the next scene is him on Apocalypse talking to Orion, like, about... Because this is Superman basically, like, I'm going to have to become a world leader. I'm going yeah. to have to lead people. So he goes to the only one that he knows that he could and trusts, who is now such... It's such a weird turn, but it makes so much sense that he would take over apocalypse after it's a generational thing well because it even says he's like the people chose me i didn't want this i just wanted my father out and they chose me to lead and i'm doing my best and i love that they show ugly orion because like in the comics they make him like kind of handsome in every depiction of him but this is what he's supposed to yeah, look he's like he's still dark side's kid well the whole thing is that his mother box works is working overtime to make him not look like dark side that's like a weird part of his lore is that his mother box specifically covers his face so that he's not he doesn't look like cabala uh cabala who's the other son of dark side i couldn't tell you cobalisk that sounds outrageous so i'm gonna say you're right well, like, I love the way they introduce him because it, like, that silhouette is dark side. He's got the hand, the arms behind his back, like everything. And then Superman walks up with the Orion Kobolik. mask. K, uh, yeah, Kobolik. Uh, is just like, he's just like a were beast almost. But yeah, it's uh, the red eye is too oh. when you do see his eye. Calabac. Calabac. Calabac, because it's a play on Caliban, the character from um, The Tempest from Shakespeare. Okay. And there's your uh, English lesson for the day. Yeah, You're right. welcome, children. And yeah, the advice that he gives him of just like, yeah, there's, yeah, it isn't my help you need. And then it's, uh, and then they build the facility, is what they talk about. And this is where Scott Free comes in, right? 
Well, he's not till the next issue because that's the end of the issue. So, like, who is this guy with the ponytail? Never end. enough to free your bodies. You must first unlock your minds. We'll show you that a slaughterhouse is not a home. When you okay. reach out and touch freedom, you tower as tall as Orion. He fears you, for you can dream of things beyond him. Is that he just is, like some... That's, no, that is Scott Free and Big Barda, because she's the one with the eye patch. And, they, and then they go, uh, I see you've been recruiting. Uh, and he goes, you are counting on us to work alongside uh, Avia? Yeah. Like, which is clearly their daughter. Because she looks like Big Barda and Mr. Miracle at the same time. Yep. Um, I just like that. It and then like, it's, I, I told you this, that your story has always been generational. Yep. I did like that. Uh, so are you and Barda in? He's like, don't say in. It's too confining. Yeah. It's, yeah. Scott Free is one of my favorite characters in DC lore, so... Um, if anyone cares to, I highly suggest that they sit down and read. Yeah, you're always Mr. talking Miracle. about the fucking Mr. Miracle series. Yeah, because it's so fucking good. Reality means nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's. We're on three. Let's look at this. But yeah. So uh, the heroes get together. They build the prison, and then everything goes hunky dory. Yeah. Right. It. The fact that it looks like the Legion of Doom headquarters is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a nice like throwback that they did there. Yeah. They're just like rounding everybody up. I feel like this issue doesn't ha- like have as much necessarily going on. No, this is the this is the combat. Yeah, there's a lot of combat on this one, and then I don't know. I do like I, this... I do like the shot of Magog just drunk and wallowing. Yeah, because it plays uh, into that. Because he's supposed he's like played up to be the big bad guy. And he's just a broken spirit. By the, yeah, by the second issue, he's yeah. out. Because who shows the bad guys within? Yes! Um, dead Man. This is hands down my favorite depiction of Dead Man in any media. Uh, it makes total sense that he's like this. I still hear, like, his John DiMaggio, like, dude for, uh what was it in Futurama? The uh, the construction worker, John DiMaggio, like, voice? Oh, he's the one that's always, um... Yeah, he's always catcalling, right? Cat, yeah, he's ca- catcalling Lee's... Uh, Lee hey, girls! <laughs> yeah, hey, what are you doing after here? What are you two's doing over yeah. here? You in or you out? But yeah, yeah that's no. essentially... That's that's how I heard him, too. Just like, hey, you know, you're just coming through here, yeah, and uh... Yo, I'm dead, too. You wanna hang out? Like, hey, when, you, when you're dead, don't go too fast. Don't go too yeah, fast, right. but when you're dead, hey, hey, call me. All right, let us. Right. Oh, boss. You're just like, what? Also, does has Adam Strange is he floating or does he have the ability to grow giant? I had to, there was like a weird wait, where? Scroll so scroll down. Oh, he's flying. He's a jetpack on. I, I it's still just like I feel like the angles with this were odd because he looks kind of huge, but also looks to be the same size. And that dude starts yelling in German, and then everything goes to hell. Yeah, because what is he? Uh, Von Bach. Von Bach. He has Haas written on his, his left arm. I don't know if that's left, but like, and I don't know what his, I'd love to know more about Von Bach. Yeah, agreed. I almost actually translated all of his lines. I thought about it, but I was, I was trying to get through it. 
their like conversation out, like on the outside of so that they get through that the whole thing. Dead man is the best. He tells them, you know, he's an angel of death. He kind of explains a little bit more of what's going on to the the preacher about literally where he is because the whole time he's just been they follow the story through the eyes of the preacher so seeing him yep. for him to finally get some explanation as to what is going on with his situation is nice so actually though um to your point with gog and all the crazy time travel i yeah. this is when they show the five who would quote-unquote give him power because this is high father high father ganthet yeah, the uh, uh, the quintessence. Yeah, the quintessence is what High Father Ganthet Shazam. Is that Wizard Shazam? Yeah, Wizard Shazam. Sorry, and then who are the other two dudes? Is that like the Spectre and um, no, the Phantom Stranger and High right. Father? Well, High Father's the one with the stick, right? Yeah, hold on. Shazam, High Father Ganthet. The Phantom Stranger. Phantom Stranger. Who's the dude in blue? Zeus. Zeus, that's what it is. Yeah, it's Zeus. Because I forget that High Father and Zeus aren't the same person. Right. Which is such a strange quintessence, but it's awesome. Yeah. And then, okay. yeah, then you, then you get your dead man moment. Yep. And then... Um, <laughs> you then can you... see me? Yeah, even though I got no eyes. Pretty wild, huh? Yeah, You're like, right. oh my God. And then he God. like puts like his fingers through his eyes and out his mouth or like something like that. Yeah, he, he puts them through his eyes. Yeah, it's beautiful. But this next scene after that, with uh, where the kid gets a, a hole punched through his chest. Yeah. And then the newspaper you see is Monster Society. As soon as I saw that, I knew where this was going, and I got super excited. Why, because of the movie Monster Society? No, because the Monster Society is Shazam's, like, one of his big villains. Oh. I had no idea. Oh, Mr. Mind, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, of the Monster Society. Now that I've done a quick Google search. Right. And then you find out what's going on with with Billy and these weird worm things that he puts in his ear. Like, you know what's funny? I will say, when I first read that and I saw that panel, I thought that was Billy. Who got the hole through his chest. Yes, I think that's like, the point. Because it's part of his, it's, they're like clockwork oranging him while they're right. putting shit in his ears. Yep. Yeah, and then you get the whole Clockwork Orange stuff. And then, yeah, yeah. it's like, they, they have, like, genetically, they have, like, engineered Mr. Mimes. Yeah, Savannah did it. Yep. And then he's singing the song, and he's like, oh, it's so... And then immediately walks out onto the catwalk, like, oh, hey, Batman. And they working together and shows he's got the new generation behind him. But the, the Martian Manhunter scene... Oh, it's so sad. So sad. It's so sad. And the way that he broke is insane. Just like, he yeah, tried he tried to basically read everyone's mind at once or something. Yeah, in this form, an everyman. Someone who so desperately longed to understand the human psyche that he finally, in one terrible moment, opened his mind to the world and was forever shattered by its thoughts. Yeah. He was once a Martian champion. Now he's not much of anything. And he's just this sad, sad man. Yeah. Who, like, is almost babbling. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I like that shot when, like, it's 
He lifts the cur- the Spectre lifts the curtain. Yeah. Of yep. reality, and you see that it's Martian Manhunter. Yeah, that was fucking so sick. But even like the um, like when Bruce is giving him the cup of coffee, the coffee is like not real. No, his hand phases through it because that's one of his powers. Is the power? Oh, I, th- I thought. It. Sorry, I thought that was Bruce's hand. I no, didn't realize. Yeah, because then because yeah. then Bruce picks it up and he serves it to him. Yeah. And then he just like leaves his head against the wall and like oh it's so fucking sad yeah and then it moves on from that to superman literally scanning the world germany all clear i also like that uh the the last thing it leans on a you get a plastic man shout out because when he's just staring at billy batson everybody's terrified of shazam yes i love it because they don't know who it is. Right, to them, he's a shark trawling for prawn. They literally say it. Yeah. I've heard him called the world's mightiest mortal. No doubt the intimidation of his... The intimidation his presence exudes is uncanny. Because they haven't explicitly said who it is. Like, heavy-handedly. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. he's like, shh, shh, shh. No, 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 no. No escape for you. And then, like, the worms or, and the monster society, like you were saying. The, the, yeah, the Savannah and Mr. Mind shout outs. Yep. It's pretty, um, it's pretty obvious. If yeah. you're at least familiar. And then right. we, get a, uh, we get a nice argument between the Teen Titans. It's like nothing's changed in all this time, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's just it. So that would be, like, if we scroll down to that shot specifically it's right after he scanned germany and germany is cool yep so now is that that's dr midnight in the background right with all the smoke coming from him uh yes and then you've got dick mary dick mary king shazam uh roy and is that supposed to be flash oh yeah yes because then that's when you learn that the flash exists on all planes of existence at once Right, because he won't stop. And the woman on uh, Superman's shoulder is a uh, doll woman. She's another character like the Ray, like Black Condor, like um, Human Bomb and Uncle Sam. They're all kind of been, through one shake or another, they've all been kind of regulated over to like Earth X Freedom Fighter stuff, which is kind of weird, but she's a cool character. Gotcha. But yeah, we're watching Flash pull out of like thin air is yep. great and then him just like immediately go crazy person and just start screaming about the apocalypse because he doesn't know what else to do he's like uh, and then yeah and all the green grass was burnt up yeah and the sun and the air were darkened fear god and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and then yeah the gulag boils over. Yep. And then that's when um Wonder Woman takes over. She they send some people over, then they go talk to the UN and they basically are like, fuck you, go home. Also, please tell me you read this guy talking to Superman in like the Randy voice. Which one? Um, like right when they get to the UN. And he's like, uh, we have to convince them that we're the good guys. Like, well, flattered that the mighty Justice League has finally deemed the human race worthy of conversation. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was America. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, if only he was drinking. 
I mean, he's a politician. He's probably drinking. Yeah. But no, that whole scene is very standoffish. And oh, yeah. then, but this next one with like the Luther and everyone, like the liberation front and everyone, and Luther touches his ear in a weird way. Oh, yeah. This is where it's revealed that Bruce finally figured out what happened to Billy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it's, I, I don't know if he's like massaging that side where the fucking. Yeah. That's exactly what he's doing. Cause the whole thing is that. The only reason that Bruce wor- decided to work with yes, this is when Luther you kind of find that out yeah. was to f- was to figure out what he had done to Shazam, or to yeah. Captain Marvel at this point. Because as Bruce puts it, Shazam was the only wild card that nobody had taken account for. And as he says, I don't like wild cards. Right. Or like, like I don't like that, loose ends or something. Yeah, the fact that he just Shazams and disappears is uh, real good. And then the next scene is Wonder Woman putting on her armor. Yeah, the golden eagle armor. And yeah. and then Clark is like, I don't like seeing this side of you. And immediately cuts himself on the sword. Yeah. And it's just she just like, you never were great with, with magic, huh? He's, and he just responds like, I'm not good with swords. Yeah. And yeah, they've just like, there's death. There's the passionless kiss. The sound of marble scraping steel. It was a kiss to completely devoid of passion after she basically calls him a little bitch. It's war. Yep. It was a final farewell. Yeah, that uh, the the cold kiss. Yeah. Can we also talk about how his immediate response is to fly through this, like fly down to Earth into Japan, like clearly Japan, through the center of the Earth into the Batcave. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, he technically did take the most direct route. But, yeah, he like um, comes up like with magma on him. Yeah. But yeah, he really um, wasn't polite about that. No, because he just. And then the he best is Bruce's face, just like, yo, seriously? Like, you, you just came in the door the other day. Right. And then, yeah, just like, did you really never consider that? You know, this was going to go bad. And that's now what I was that talking it about is happening, right? And now that it is going bad, maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe the world needs to burn. Well, not even that. He says maybe it's time for the superheroes to devour themselves. Right. And that's when he finds out, you know, um, that fucking what the deal is with Shazam. Yep. And he flies off. Oh, great moment. Bruce going, ah, so that's what that feels like. Yes, that was a really good... Because that's what... Because So, more context. Superman bailed on Bruce mid-conversation, which is what he's always doing to people. Oh, yeah. I can see the air scorching Superman's awake. Oh, yeah. I see Ragnarok unfold. I see the dawning horror in Wonder Woman's eyes. Dude, this like last page might be one of my favorite in the whole thing. Just like by a a single bolt of lightning, Armageddon has arrived. Well, he's standing over Superman in the desert because he knocked him out of the sky. Yep. With that big stupid grin on his face. Is that Manchurian candidate shit? Yo, yeah. 
And then we have it. The battle to end all battles. Yeah, right? If my page will load. I mean, I, I'm watch. I'm like looking at the book on the screen, but I also have the physical copy in front of me. Yep. Um, and fun fact, I'll tell you this little story. While I was reading this, um, there was a point where I was getting towards the bottom of a page and I read most comics on a on an iPad, whatever. So uh, I was reading it in a book form and I, I kind of, you know, a little spacey and I kind of forgot. And then I went to touch the page and slide my finger up as if I was going to scroll the page up so that I could read it better because it was at the bottom of the page. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What a world we live in. Right. Ah, well, it had been a while. I'm not proud to say it, but it is, it's been a while since I've read a physical book in my hand when it comes to comics. All right. So here's a question for you. So we're going, we're working through our issue. It's just, you know, Superman trying to snap Billy out of this. Meanwhile, everybody's beating the ever living piss out of each other. Like the Uh, battle scenes in this are amazing. Amazing. And like, the fact that also that uh, the pilots are wearing the Blackhawk um, logo. That was going to be my question. What is the significance of that? Because so, like, it's not the first time they show that. And that's like kind of the symbol that Robin's also wearing. So the Blackhawks are like the first spy unit of the DC universe. And they're like part of a, they're also like fighter pilots. Um, but they were like the first version of Spiral or Checkmate or the DEO or any of the other, you know, major spy network, intelligence networks in the DC yeah. universe. Blackhawks were first. So, and they were, because they were created uh, around World War II with the, uh, the Blackhawks fighter pilots. Who did? Who ran stealth missions? Right. So that's what that symbol is. It's the the Blackhawks, which is a really cool kind of nod to old school, like again, it's gold, silver age war comics that DC did. All right. So actually, you scroll down. That's definitely a Batman that we were looking at. The blue, because when right. Batman and his forces arrive to the Gulag, right behind the New Panther, is that blue fucking Batman. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like steel. But he's a but he's a bat. Yep. Bat steel. Right, because you got Batman right in front of that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another blue beetle looking weird creeper jade. Uh, what I want to know in this scene is what the fuck Ollie is swinging from on a rope. Like he's on a rope, but where is the other end of that rope? Uh, tied? It's, it's just scroll up. It looks like they're all jumping out of a ship. Uh, I know, but it's like it's. Or, it, no, they're Actually, all no, jumping out of someone's cloak. Yeah, they're all they're all being teleported in from Doctor Fate. Yes, but the fa- like, so where's that fucking rope? Batcave? Who knows? Yeah, there's someone else on a rope too on the other side of the page, but they're in white with um, like a quiver on their back. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Also, uh, to Batman's to, on the left side of the screen, right above Batman's shoulder. Is that is that the son of Bane? No, I want it to be. It would make sense. I, I mean, looking at the tubes. Also, flying wolf bat creature. Yeah, dude. Um, I was gonna assume you were gonna be like, oh, that's Beast Boy. 
Yeah, nope, because he's um, he's right above. He's on the other side of Wildcat as like yeah. a bat creature. Yeah, I don't know who the hell that is. Yeah, but no, this whole fight is like it's great. The action's really good. Like a whole lot of crazy stuff happens, but it's when she, Diana finally kills um, what's his name? Von Bach. Von Bach. She puts her sword right through him. That is what like sets everything off, like in a bad way. And her Dude. and Bruce like go toe to toe. We're supposed to be here to save lives. And then he yeah. calls her out for being uh, a bit of a zealot. Yeah, right. And then they get up there and they see the, the, the nukes are coming. They tell Superman, oh, the Superman Shazam fight is so good. I do like that Wonder Woman calls out Bruce when I mean, he calls him an aristocratic bastard. Yeah. But then, yeah, like, so my question with this is like, so Superman overcomes Billy's. So every time the lightning. With... No, the lightning keeps coming down and he is beating the piss out of Superman. No, I know, but like, so. Right, well, when... we, let's, we gotta, we gotta yeah. set the whole scene because this is a beautiful scene. He's just getting hit over and over again. He just keeps saying Shazam because in every fight, that's his one ace of the hole against Superman is as soon as he calls down the lightning, it beats. He's Superman's literally bleeding from the ears and the eyes. Yeah, in one of these scenes, and right when he goes to say it, Superman, whole like hand over mouth, makes it so Billy can can't finish it as just a human, and then talks to him, and he just, I think he does break through, um, like, to through Billy's mind control. As like the world's crumbling around them, and then oh, and then Billy. But Superman just being like, someone is go- like, we can either stop this missile and let the metahumans just run roughshod over the world and just keep making the problem worse, or we can let the missile come down and kill everybody. Superman's like, I'm not the person who gets to decide that. Billy, you are both a god and a man, and you get to decide. But for, he's, he pushes him further into action by deciding to go deal with the missile first. Right. Or, I don't know, either that or he's Superman is insinuating he's flying away from no, all of it. He's going to deal with it. Right. He's, it's basically one of those, like, you have to, st- like, if you don't, like, I'm going to stop this because I will always save lives. But if I shouldn't save these lives, you need to stop me. Because you are the one who gets to make the real decision. And he does. He stops. He literally flies up, grabs him by the ankle, throws him to the ground, and detonates the bomb just high enough above the air where literally the most famous shot of the entire book Oh, yeah, with Superman. Superman in the white smoke on his knees, screaming at the sky. And then as it clears, you just see the bones of everybody. Blue Beetle, Wildcat, Shining Knight. uh, That must be 
Oh, that's Plastic Man who's draped all over the place. Oh, that makes sense. Um, who's the huge carcass? I think that's Adam Smasher. Because okay. he can get bigger. You see, like, Blue Devil with this. Oh, yeah. It's dark. And you find that some of them lived. And then and Superman... is one of the ones that lived, though. Oh, of course. Yeah. Who's going to be the herald of the new age? But then you want to talk about Superman breaking. Superman fucking breaks. Yeah, and then he goes to literally tear down... Yeah, like the go- capital around the lawmakers. Yeah, he goes to the essentially the UN and is like, no, nah, I'm just going to uh, collapse everything on you and kill all of you. Yeah, and then the old man talks to him. Then you get all the characters showing up, all the heroes that, that did make it showing up because there were survivors Superman never noticed. And you know what gets to him? They won't forgive you for this, Clark. Forgive yourself. That humanity's coming back. Yeah, the fact that they hang Marvel's cape as a uh, as a flag as a flag is like the superhero flag is great. Then the hospital, the fact that they say like they even make the joke like he traded in uh, uh, his black garb for white. Yeah, because they turned the manor into a hospital. All right, but like go go back to that um, the the UN shot when they're like, no, we're gonna work with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like real quick, there is. Um, you know, when Superman's floating, make it as a man and make it right. Survivors, how how many, blah, blah, blah. Scroll right down. You see Magog, who's straight up just Cable, once he takes that hat off, holding someone. But then there's a dude bleeding by his neck who's just casually keeping it closed. Yeah. Nobody's going to discuss that? I don't think they've gotten there yet. Yo, I think a thunderstorm is common. I just saw lightning outside. Dude, there has been lightning out my window this entire time we've been doing this. I just saw this for the first time. Yeah, this is a great scene of the UN. Everyone takes off their stuff. The flag hanging ceremony is beautiful. Literally, everyone takes off their helmet, so except for fate. So really, it seems like everyone got exposed, right? Well, I mean, they already knew... Like Wonder Woman's oh, never been very good. You're right, and they already knew that Bruce. They already knew about that's Bruce. the whole thing. Yeah, Hal has never been a secret about it either. So he takes his thing off. Ah, uh, yeah, this is good. Bruce torturing Luther. That's definitely Corey because she's in. She's by Dick's side, and this is around the time where they were dating in the comics. I do like that. That when. Uh... Bruce walks by Luthor. He just says Shazam. Yeah. But literally the next panel is bones are set, burns are salved. Yep. And wounds are mended. Yeah. So that's uh, definitely Starfire. Yeah. Next to, uh, next just, to Dick. He they just were... gave her black hair. Yeah. And you know how I know it's Starfire? Gratuitous cleavage. Yeah. Right. And yeah, these scenes where they're giving Wonder Woman back her stuff. Green Lantern as like. Oh, it's new Oa. Yeah, new Oa. Oh. So, like, he's finally come down and he's rejoined humanity. Right. Oh. I love his, but, the fucking lantern cufflinks. So yeah. outrageous. That's the cool, the buttons. That's the coolest shit I've ever seen on a suit, and I want it. And then, and then she, uh, 
She gives him back the glasses. And then you see Jim Corrigan, finally. The Spectre. It's great. And... I, I just like that Superman with, like, the front of a battleship is, like, single-handedly uh, replanting Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a really good Corrigan shot, like, after that, too. Ooh, that thunder. No, the best Corrigan is all the way at the end. Yeah, it is when they're talking. He's like, that's what the fucking feta? Is? It's the Spanish and feta frittata? Are you kidding me? He's like, well, no, at least the, you're remembered. The one year later thing is ridiculous. Uh, that Superman that it shows you is probably the best part of it, too. Because it's the long-haired Superman. Oh, yeah, that's like, definitely from, Mullet Man. From the 90s. But then you've got the, the cook, who's very clearly painted green. Like, you can see his nipple. Like, yeah. What? They painted over his hair. Yeah, I wouldn't fly in a restaurant. What the fuck? She's reading Young Love, uh, the Batgirl character at the... Yep, at the merch stand. The merch stand, which is like an old DC Comics book. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a really good scene. It's very weird. Also, all... hang on. This... All right, this confuses me then. Cause, so this entire fucking restaurant is called Planet Krypton, yet the pastor in episode in the first issue is like, oh, Superman was an alien. That makes sense. So everybody knows he was an alien except for that guy? Yeah, I guess so. Because some people don't pay attention, you know? Uh, well, all right. Also, is that supposed to be like, uh, who's the cowboy? Is that fucking um uh, X? Yeah. Judging by I'm the one weird see, eye and his I'm trying to see where in. the cowboy is. Uh scroll right past uh when they're like, oh, is uh Bruce gonna show up? Right, right when have... Bruce walks in in the restaurant. They're like, You don't find any of this unsettling. Yeah, I don't X-ray see... vision. Did you look behind the giant penny? Great shout out. Right. I don't see any oh now I do. It's in the case. Yeah. That's definitely got to be Jonah Hex, right? Yeah, it's definitely a Jonah Hex thing. For sure. And is that King Tut? The yes. bad guy? Oh, my God. Yes, it is. What a on bad, the, on bad the, guy. On the wall in the background? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the ketchup has WB on it. Yep. I love that Bruce just drinks coffee. Yeah. And Clark drinks milk. Of Makes course. Sense. Of course. Just like the excuse me, are you... He's half he's expecting like, him to be like, yeah, I'm Bruce. Yeah, I'm Batman. The fact that Clark has a Shazam glass is kind of weird, but I like it. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But this whole this like whole last scene is very strange. It doesn't very... really have a part, I feel like. It's just one of those things where like they needed... It's too long. Yeah. I think this could have been maybe two pages shorter. Yeah, like, all this does is, like, oh, Bruce and Diane are going to have a kid, and they made Bruce the Godfather. Or, I mean, yeah. Clark and Diane are having a kid, and they made Bruce the Godfather. Right, and then like, you get the last the... scene of Corrigan and the Freezer. Yeah. Well, like, that's it. It's There's really nothing extra that came out of that. Right. But, oof. This is a good, this is a good one. It's very... It's, again, it's one of the most influential things going forward. Like, after it was published. Yeah. No, I mean, you can see its effects, like I said, on everything. So, yeah, that's that's the end of it. All four issues, they're beautiful. That last 
the cover of that last issue is so sad. Yeah. Because it's just Superman by himself and smoke. But, yeah, so that was that. Um, what are your final thoughts on it? I don't know. I still think it's mostly like that Andy Rooney bit of I don't like stickers on my fruit. Um, it still kind of comes off as old man yelling at the sky, but you can see its impact. So for that, you really can't take away from it. Um, I just thought it got a little heavy handed at times, but overall I thought it was very, very good. Yeah. This is very well done. And this guy, this pair does something similar for Marvel as well. So maybe, maybe we could read that down the line. Uh, it's literally called Marvel's. And I think it's told from the perspective of uh, a journalist who watches everything, all this happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's great. Uh, mine, as far as mine go, like, I really like this world that's created. These characters really, it makes sense that this is where most of these characters went with their, their lives, with the, some of the things that they've said happened in this universe. Yep. Some of the character designs I'm a little disappointed in. There are some that I'm like, that's awesome. The way that they age some of these characters, second to none, really. The Creeper specifically. Like how they aged him was perfect. And Joker too. Because they just like balded him in a weird way. But I, I thoroughly liked this. I've re read this a couple of times now. It's one of, it's something that I always tell people to read if they're looking for weird DC stuff to read. Yep. And I will say the level of destruction that they show in this book is crazy. Is like crazy. But this is one of the last things. Maybe not the last, but like this is one of the last major high stakes comics things that happens pre 9-11 so after 9-11 you know the stakes in every comic the collateral damage in every comic book is astronomically high afterwards yeah. compared to what it is in like the night it's more like all of the middle of america is gone in this and it's like well that's a little ridiculous but for some reason the step up that it, everything takes afterwards gets even more absurd but i really like this it was great and i think um I think people like well I mean it's it's still influential to this day. So next week we're going to do the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. We've talked about it a bunch. It's time to get weird with it. Do you what do you know about it, Dad? Anything? Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yeah. Just what I've seen from the movie. The and movie then it's Alan Moore. The movie that is so bad. Yes, the movie's not good. That it made uh, Sean Connery re retire from acting forever. This was the last movie. That was the last movie he ever made. What a shame, huh? Yeah. Although I don't think he's dead yet. No, I don't think he is. No, but that was the last movie he made. Yeah, was was Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen. But yeah, we're going to do it. So that, I guess that means we both got to watch it too. But uh, that's that. Do you have any um, any last words you want to say to everyone before we go? 
Uh, stay cool. Yeah, uh, beat the heat, but still wear your fucking masks so that we can have Halloween this year. Yeah, that'd be sick. I'd like Halloween. Yeah, fucking super full moon, daylight saving, so we get an extra two hours. Like, it'll be dope. It'll be dope. It'll be cooler than 420 all month long, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that that would be nice. Um, All right, then. So, until next time, uh, see you later. Zinga.